Good afternoon, everybody. It is Thursday afternoon, and it is now time for Inside the Eye Live Prime Time. Hey, fetch. Hey, fetch. Quiet, quiet. Go ahead. She's she's asking a question. Don't be rude. Don't be rude. Hey, fetch. Did that woman really say you have garnets of steel and a mind like a freaking laser? Mary, you can't be asking questions like that. This is Inside the Guy Live Prime Time. Why not? Aren't we broadcasting from the Middle East? Well, yeah, but we might be seen as being politically incorrect. You know, the problem is everybody dumps people when there's a, like a sign of, of political incorrectness. Echan, you're always politically correct. Heck, thanks. Does, does that mean we can talk about dumping the Israelis tomorrow? Oh, I'm sure you will probably say quite a bit more than that. And now coming to you live from somewhere in the Middle East, this is Inside the Eye Live Primetime with your host, The Fetch. All right, thank you very much for that, Mary from Riyadh. This is indeed The Fetch, and you are indeed listening to Inside the Eye Live Primetime. Today's date is Thursday, October the 1st, 2020, and a good Thursday afternoon to early evening to all of you listening in the United States and Canada, and a good late evening to early Friday morning to all of you listening in European and Asian time zones, and of course, wherever you are listening out there on the World Wide Web or FM and Micro FM broadcasting outlets may all be well with you and yours. Well, we finally did it, nature delivered up a sub-century high today. Where have you guys heard that before, right? A sub-century high today is a daytime high. Hit a mere 99 degrees under sunny skies and very light to moderate winds. The current temperature is even nicer as we're currently sitting at 75 degrees as we go down to a low of 72 degrees in the hour before sunrise. However, as I am up on the second floor and the roof is my ceiling, the temperature inside the house is not cooling off so much. But at least we can finally say we hit the sub 100 degree mark. And I really can tell you some really nice weather is just around the corner now here in Riyadh. All right. I bet you you haven't heard that intro at all. If you're listening live, we have had some major technical difficulties here. I am not able to reach again the studio on the main uh, line. It says the studio has not been seen for six hours. I am not sure if that's a Skype issue here, what's going on, but I cannot see the studio at all. I can see me. I can actually see me, but I cannot see the studio. So I am using the backup line. This is the listener call-in line. We can still use it, but but I can't pot things down. So when you call in, I'm going to get these chirps in the background. You know, big news this week, uh, at least in the United States, the Biden-Trump debates. Quite frankly, I watched it just once. I watched like maybe... I don't know, 15, 20 minutes last night before going off to bed, drifting off to sleep. Then I came home and I watched maybe another 20 minutes and then I kind of put it in on the background here while I listened to the balance of it. And I don't think I really caught the entire thing. I'm probably going to go back and give it another listen. I didn't really give it a good fair shake. Quite frankly, I don't need to watch it from my personal point of view on a personal issue, you know. And even though it's kind of like what I do here with the commentary on uh, current events and political events and all that kind of cool stuff, I didn't feel like I needed to watch it. But here's kind of some of the things I noticed. First of all, Biden's a kid. Uh, uh, this is what I saw there. He's somebody that's just – he was 
surprisingly coherent. Now, I would not be surprised at all. In fact, people were sending me messages today uh, in my different uh, instant messenger channels, whether it's the messenger service uh, via Facebook or elsewise, saying that they would not be surprised at all if they did not have Biden kind of like uh, charged on some type of drug that they can use. Somebody sent me a message saying they must have given Biden some really, really good adrenochrome to get him to, to move today because I was surprised how coherent he was, quite frankly. He's generally not that coherent. Uh, what I did notice is that Biden made a, a really good attempt to really attack Trump, if you want to call it that. I'm not sure it's even that's a good way to put it. But I found Biden to be exceedingly dishonest, uh, quite frankly. And you had Trump just butting in and talking over him most of the time because, quite frankly, he's trying to rebut immediately what's going on. And if you've ever debated, quite frankly, if you've ever taken live phone calls, you'll find that this happens. It's a situation that really does get out of hand. Mike Wallace, is that his name? I think it's Mike Wallace, who was the, was it Wallace? Mike Wallace? I forget. Anyways, the moderator. Uh, at times, it's like, dude, you know, you're like, is Trump, is Trump debating you or Biden, man? Uh, that was kind of my thought. I think Trump, I heard that Trump actually came out and said that line once. But there was not a whole lot that Biden can offer, quite frankly. Uh, Biden has zero support, as far as I can tell, at least within institutional America, uh, that has edge points at the public. I'm talking about the fire, I'm talking about police. Uh, Biden does have the Postal Service. Uh, the Postal Service, uh, quite frankly, uh, I look at the Postal Service as being somewhat enemies of the American people now. They have come out in favor of Biden. They are allowing uh, voter fraud to happen amongst their midst. And guys, here's what I, I find. You know, if you saw the... Video, I think it came out from the O'Keefe's organization, Veritas or something like that. And it was in Minnesota. I really hope I can hear everything, guys. It's going to be a long show otherwise. Uh, but I, you had this case where you had this immigrant guy bragging about all of the Ballots they had taken from these high-rise buildings that were filled with all these senior citizens. You had Ilhan Omar kind of like joking about it, like, oh, this is just all a right-wing conspiracy. And, of course, we don't know if the video is actually legitimate. But if it is legitimate, we have very clear evidence now of vote rigging. And, again, imagine this, guys. I can't imagine for the life of me this happening anywhere else. But you have a bunch of immigrants coming into the United States and they're literally taking over the country through fraud. They're staging a coup d'etat through the ballot box in various cities. Think about that. They are staging a coup d'etat. These are immigrants literally attacking the will of the American people. And all that we hear from the politicians is, oh, this is fraud. No, it's not fraud. This is a willful attempt to take over the government of the United States, a willful attempt to take over various portions of the United States and run those portions of America as if they own it because they've conquered it. 
Because that's exactly what you have happening when you have a situation where people actually take over the government through illegal means. It's a coup d'etat. Can you imagine? In my opinion, in my America, I would have immediately roundups. I would have their citizenships revoked immediately. I'm sure they swore some oaths to the United States when they accepted that citizenship. I would immediately deport them. I wouldn't even hesitate. I would not hesitate. Ilhan Omer would be on a plane back to Somalia. Half of little Mogadishu inside of uh, Minneapolis would be on the way back to Mogadishu. Seriously. And if Mogadishu wants to have a problem with me, I'll clear it with the military. Seriously. I am that livid about people coming to the United States and, of course, to most of our Western lands and literally staging coup d'etats right in front of our faces. They're literally coming into our country saying, I'm going to take over your country, and they're doing it through the ballot. They're not using guns. They are using violence. They are using other means, but they are staging a coup d'etat against the people of the United States. Now, if that's not an enemy within your midst, I don't know what is. Imagine looking at all of these immigrants in Minneapolis bragging about how they are using the ballot box to take over that part of America. That is a hostile takeover of portions of the United States of America. Again, I don't know how the American people can stand for this. It's inside the live prime time back after this. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's the Fetch inside the eye live intelligent media for the politically aware. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys heard that chirp, man. I have no idea where that came from, but uh, I seem to be coming through uh, pretty much loud and clear here. Uh, almost too loud, I think. Uh, but anyways, um, I'm kind of flying blind, everybody. I cannot see a whole lot, but it's starting to improve. I fixed one thing, that's a good thing, but I don't know what's really happening here. Uh, let's see here. Stop you. I need to stop you. Okay. So, okay, it sounds like music is going out. It looks like music is going out. The only thing that's not going out is the main line, and that's uh, maybe a Skype issue. Just who knows? I don't know. I'll try it later. I'll call me, and why, if I can call me and I can't call the studio, uh, who knows what's going on, quite frankly. Uh, what else is news, guys? It's... Uh, what, October the 1st? We have literally a month and what, three to four, five days max, something like that, for the elections in the United States. It's, of course, uh, appears like it might be contested. I can't imagine it would be, quite frankly, because I can't imagine anybody wanting to see uh, people like Biden in office, quite frankly. I just can't imagine it. Uh, I do know that uh, there's a lot of brain-dead people in America, a lot of really silly, stupid, ignorant, brainwashed, really, people in America. And it would not surprise me, quite frankly, that Biden takes a lot of these various states. But nonetheless, we'll have to see what's going to happen over the next month for sure as things start to wind down towards Election Day. What is clear is that we have certain pockets of the country where you have people who are immigrants, uh, first generation, uh, they came here to conquer the country, and they are conducting a hostile takeover of the United States. And the Attorney General should look at it that way. The military 
with all due respect, should look at it this way. Uh, everybody involved and in ca- who really cares and has a concern for the United States and its system of government should care about these hostile takeovers inside of these voting uh, districts. It's what it is, guys. This is a hostile takeover of the country. That's what voter fraud is. They soften it with the idea of voter fraud. But it, that's just softening it. That's not what this is. It's a hostile takeover. And to call it anything less than that is malfeasance. It's a dereliction of duty. It's uh, a violation of your fiduciary duties to everybody in government who's responsible for these issues. Call this for what it is, a hostile takeover of the United States. How dare, with all due respect, How dare a bunch of Somalian punks come over here, get flown in by the U.S. State Department, because that's exactly what is happening, flown in by the U.S. State Department, and then within two, three, four, five years of being in the United States, we're in a situation now where literally they are conducting a hostile takeover of the country. The the, The people in the State Department, guys, I am under the... I am under the uh, current operating environment that the United States is at war. I, I, I am. I'm under this mentality right now. The United States is in a war for its very survival. The amount of violence we have seen on the streets is unparalleled, quite frankly, in my lifetime. Now, I know the weather underground was pretty active in the 1970s, although I was a little bit too young to be clued into all that. But the weather underground was still in a country when the country was largely a white country. The weather underground was not actually attacking the people. They were attacking infrastructure. Did people die? Yeah. But usually these blasts would be going off in the middle of the night when nobody really was going to be hurt or at least the chances of people getting hurt were going to be pretty slim. It was still obvious if you're exploding ordnance in people's towns, uh, there's a risk that somebody's going to get hurt. But even back then, they weren't targeting the people directly. What we have seen this year is a wholesale attack on the American people, especially Trump-based, the middle America, the working class of America, the wage earners, the small businesses owners. And what really got me in the presidential debate was Biden, Biden sitting there talking to how, about how all of these Jewish oligarchs, nobody ever mentions that they're Jews, all of these Jewish oligarchs were making billions while the country was basically being shut down. Nowhere did Biden say, hey, my party's behind it. My party is the one that created this mess. My party is the one that shut this down. We're proud to screw the American people, and we want to try to blame it on Trump. That's what should have been said. That's what Biden should have said. Hey, I take full responsibility for funneling $435 billion into my Jewish friends. And did you ever hear, I don't know if you caught it, maybe you didn't catch it, but Biden's talking about, they ask a question about racism. And this freaking moron, I swear, I am going to watch this thing again. And the only thing I'm going to look for are facial expressions of Biden, which means I got to torture myself for 90 minutes just watching this nutcase, okay? 
Because I suspect, with honestly, I do suspect that the guy had a he was wired. I was watching one small segment, and the way his eyes were shifting, and the way he's kind of moving, and the way he just kind of started blurting something out, I would not be surprised that Biden was not wired. I wouldn't be surprised that he was wired, and I should say I, I'm I'm. I, I'm gonna watch just for that. I gotta torture myself for 90 minutes watching this idiot. Because quite frankly, Biden's an idiot. He is a career politician who screwed the country like so many other politicians do in America. He's made who knows how much money. He, he's caused how much harm to children and other people. Who knows? I, I would have no way of knowing that. His son certainly has made a killing. And it's very clear when I watch this debate, by the way, Trump, even he looked like this. He was just disgusted with the whole thing. He's like, I got to deal with this freaking moron. In fact, at one stage he said, did you just use the word smart to me? You don't even know what college you went to. You said you went to Delaware State. You didn't even go to Delaware State. You don't even know where you where you graduated from. And you're going to, don't ever use the word smart with me. And it's like, Trump, in these ways, I like it. I like this type of behavior because I like to suffer no fools. I hate suffering fools, to be exact. I just really don't like it. So for me, I had no problem with this whatsoever, watching how Trump, he was stepping in a lot. Yeah, what can you do? You know, what can you do? Biden was clearly off his rockers with a lot of what he was saying, so Trump was rebutting it right away uh, because the way Wallace was handling Handling everything, the guy could have probably gotten Biden, that is, probably could have gotten in a lot of statements there, and then Trump never would have had a chance to rebut it anyway, so it's good he just jumped in and started rebutting it. But anyways, it was interesting to watch. Well, let's see, it's listener-sponsored and supported radio. It does rely upon your donations to keep everything alive, up and running, and uh, today's kind of a bad day, but uh, it does rely upon your donations, guys. So uh, do what you can to support the network, to support yours truly here. Um, we're still stuck here in Saudi, by the way. I've been invited to come to Jitex, uh, in Feb, in December. I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to go, but I'd love to get to Jitex. I was invited by a company in, uh, down underway to come to Jitex to meet with them. I'd love to come see them. So I'm looking forward to getting out of here. I, I'm just not able to leave, guys. It's just not happening. Uh, there's lots of things not happening. Even government officials I know are unable or unable to travel. So it's not all that easy what's going on. This, this, this world, quite frankly, is still under a pretty nasty spell by some pretty evil people, uh, clearly. And I really hope that the American people will find ways to fight back because really the world in many areas, will follow the United States. If the United States and her people can win uh, and beat these people back, we're going to be in a much better position across the world. Again, most people don't understand, but Americans, guys, you don't have anywhere to retreat to. Most of you have nowhere to retreat. And for the rest of the world, not that we want to always be bringing in migrants and immigrants from everywhere, but... There's nowhere else in the world to retreat to. You're not going to retreat to the UK. You sure as hell aren't going to go to some draconian Zionist-occupied Germany. You're not going to go into Italy. 
You're not going to go into France, which is controlled by a pretty tyrannical Jewish government itself that assaults and attacks its citizens at will, as we saw throughout the Yellow Vest Movement riots for the past year plus. You're not going to certainly be able to escape to Japan. You're not going to escape to China. You're not going to escape anywhere. So there's nowhere to go. There's literally nowhere to go. So it's very, very critical that people do stand up and begin to fight back. Um, the I Tell Cat report again. It's still not officially started, man. Not a whole lot to report. I'll get back to that one later. But the I Tell Cat report, we just, uh, I did call home. We still got the seven cats running around. I, the little baby, we have just one baby. She, he, I think he, I'm not sure. He was kind of cute today. He's out there on the window ledge. Like, like he's so scared. He's looking out like, wow, this world's a lot bigger than I thought. Cause it's his first few days looking outside into the real world. And he's like, his eyes are so big, so cute. He's like got a white face with a little black top on his head, like a little, <laughs> I should have called him Jewy cause he's got a black thing on his top of his head. It's like a yarmulke. I could, I could, I could call him Jewy maybe. Hey, Jewy. No, I can't do that. I, I could never ever tarnish a cat with that type of name, you know, but it would fit. He's got the Yarmulke. He's got it, man. He's kind of sky in there. He's got some style up on top of his head, man. But it's been quiet. Uh, other than that, you know, not a whole lot going on around the house. Uh, they were out cleaning. I have a huge private area uh, at the inside. It's really, we did quite well with this new house. Emily did a great job. So uh, the problem is we have this giant, I think, guava. Or mango. We have a giant mango tree inside the yard covering most of my house, you know, as far as the branches, you know, giving it shade and all that. And it's shedding some leaves right now, so they're raking up the leaves and sweeping up the leaves. And I'll tell you, if you've ever had pets and you have leaves being blown and twisted all over the ground, that is like mega playtime. So it was kind of cute today. Uh, calling home, watching everybody play with the leaves while everything got kind of pushed away. They're trying to catch the leaves and capture the leaves. Eh, you can imagine. It was a lot of fun, though. Anyways, that's the Itel Cat Report again. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, the Oive Moment. I don't have an Oive Moment yet. Uh, it's still not sponsored yet. Again, guys, we are going out, by the way, on the listener call-in line. The main line that I used to call the studio was down. So you can call in if you'd like. I'm not sure how that's going to work. i got to be really careful because it often disconnects the network if I don't do it just right. So that's why I like to have a separate line for the network. And then I can connect you guys, disconnect you guys. I don't worry about the main line going into the network. That's the cause of the second silence there uh, earlier in the show before we finally got this whole ball go- ball game going there. Uh, just the different calls, I didn't answer them correctly, and so therefore the studio was put on hold and silence. So I have to be careful, but the telephone lines will still be open. That's one three two three two seven five one three one four. I'm kind of conscious of everything, so hopefully we'll be okay. Uh, let's see. Let's what's going on here in the United States. Let's see what this story is. The U.S. legislature, there's two stories. I want to see what this is about, actually. New York University reaches a settlement. That's the title here. U.S. University, New York University, reaches a settlement with the United States Department of Education over an anti-Semitism complaint. 
Do you see what Jews are doing here? They're attacking the American people. They are attacking the American people. They're saying, oh, we don't like something, so we're going to attack you. Doesn't that kind of make Jews enemies of the American people? Isn't the American way about freedom of ideas, freedom and free free flow and expression of thought? That's how we believe, and, and that's something we should be fighting for. We should take these discriminatory policies that Jews are trying to impose and actually smash Jewish organization. That should be something that you consider long-range. So there was apparently a legal complaint. It was filed last year over campus anti-Semitism. Well, how many times have we seen Jews be anti-white? How many times have we seen Jews just be complete jackasses relative to the Palestinians? How many times do we see Jews being uncouth, arrogant, unsophisticated, obnoxious, and offensive? Well, shouldn't we all get to complain about Jews about every little thing we don't like about them? See, that's how it has to turn down. Their little organizations need to be smashed. They, as individuals, if they're going to attack the American people, attack the American university system, which we built, not these idiots from frickin' Jewish Jew land. They didn't build this stuff. These are all Western institutions. If you're going to live in a Jewish land, you're going to basically reduce the entire country to that of a bumbling, stumbling group of morons. And if you don't believe me, look at Antifa. Look at Black Lives Matter. What a bunch of idiots. They're out there playing on the street and crying when a car hits them. Oh, you're being racist. You ran over me with the car. Even though my friend was trying to throw a brick through your window. They're stupid. Yeah, you throw a brick through the window. Yeah, expect to get run over, idiot. Get out of the street. Seriously, get out of the street. So here we've got a resolution going. It was reached with OCR. I don't know what OCR is. New York University said its updated policy would set, quote-unquote, procedures for addressing and responding to incidents and complaints of anti-Semitism. Well, see, again, this is giving Jews privilege. Seriously, this is privilege. Where's the white, where's the book, where's the book that talks about dealing with Jews and their idiocy? Where's the procedures that deal with complaints against Jews? See, there is, there are none. But that's where this has to go. Because ultimately, this whole campaign of hatred in America is emanating from the minds of a bunch of Bolshevik, base, uh, race baiting, hate filled Jewish people who equally are engaged in a hostile takeover of the United States. It says here that policy is going to mandate some town hall meetings on the subject, training of students. Go screw yourself. If I'm going in there and you're going to train me, I'm not your donkey. Okay? I'm not a donkey for a bunch of freaking Jews. Plain and simple. Take your training and shove it up here. You know what? I ain't here to be a donkey for you freaking morons. And that's what the, the the student population should start saying. Screw this self-righteous bigotry of the Jewish people. Screw them. Let's, let's start training Jews into how to be very polite to the rest of us. Let's start training Jews not to throw anal, fi- anal fixated jokes every other time that they want to speak from their little filthy, dirty mouths. I know that's kind of stupid to say, but hey, you know what? I, you get what I mean. 
They're going on detailed incidents of discrimination and harassment. Okay, you walk up to a Jew and say, hi, Jew. If he says anything negative, he's discriminating against you, isn't he? He's not treating you like kids' gloves. Isn't he going to harass you? Now, where's the training for the Jew when we call him a Jew? What are you going to call a Jew? Hey, idiot. Hey, moron. No, we can call him a Jew, though. Isn't he a Jew? What else are you going to call him? Nutcase? Psychopath? Okay, enemy of the American people? What do you want to call him? Other than who they are. And if they can't stand who they are, who's the, who are you to say we have to like you? You don't even like your own name, you idiots. This is where our country is gone. Race-baiting, hate-filled punks with, with a, a chip on their shoulder that they call Judaism are setting the laws across the land. What is that tantamount to? It is tantamount to a hostile takeover of the United States. We're witnessing this everywhere whether it's through the ballot box by Somalians or through the legal warfare from the Jewish community. Where's Whitey in all this? Whitey doesn't have a whole say, does he? Because all these cowards in government are just caving to Jews. It's warfare. That's the problem here. It's actual literal warfare. Now, here they have, quoting here, here you have a clear instance of a minority community that shares ancestry being targeted and discriminated against with violent acts. They're not being targeted with violent acts. Oh, shut the hell up. I feel like Biden right now. These clowns just don't know how to shut up. Seriously. The administration did not take steps to prevent the discriminatory attacks. Who cares? Whatever attacks are there, you deserved it. And if you deserve it, stop whining. That's where we need to start taking this. Because the second they now use the lawfare, what have they just done? They have made a blanket attack on the entire student body in this case. And when you extend it out into our community, these are blanket attacks by the Jewish community against the entire people of the United States of America. And here's the interesting thing about all that. They're very rich. They're very wealthy. They're very vindictive. And they can't stand Whitey. They hate Whitey. So therefore, they're looking for any excuse, any feigned outrage to make problems for Whitey. And you have to ask yourself, where and how does Whitey start to fight back against these hostile, anti-American Jewish people? I, I, I saved myself from saying a few uh, extra adjectives there. Where does the pushback come against Jewish hatred towards the American way of life? This is not the American way of life, folks. It is not for one tiny little minority, which is exceedingly privileged, exceedingly powerful. Don't tell me they're not privileged. You got 25% of you in Yale, in, in the Ivy League colleges, okay? A crappy little culture has 25% of the representation of students in places like Harvard and Yale. 25%. They aren't, they aren't, they aren't being discriminated against. They're using their connections to ensure that everybody else doesn't get a fair chance because Jews take the privilege. That's the truth about it. That's the honest to goodness truth about what's going on. Then you have some U.S. legislators. Do they work for the American people? No, they work for the Jewish people. 
There's a difference. There is a difference. What do we hear every day from our politicians? Oh, white supremacy is the greatest evil. Of course, white supremacy is just a blanket statement to say if you're white, you're supposed to stand down and allow us victimize you to whatever degree we want to, and that includes killing you because you're a white supremacist. So therefore, the very term is designed to attack everybody who's white. It doesn't even matter if you're black. They'll still call you a white supremacist because to them, being white is the most negative thing you could be where we would just say, no, Jew. Jew, Jew's the worst, but okay, Jew, okay? So here's where we're at. U.S. legislators are launching, get this, get this, a interparliamentary task force to combat online anti-Semitism in cooperation with fellow lawmakers from Canada, Israel, Australia, and the U.K., now, are you going to tell me under these conditions that Jews do not work globally, that they're not globalists? Clearly, they are globalists. How else do you think Whitey can get together and say, you know what, we're going to have a task force to combat anti-white hatred from the Jewish community. And we're going to be partnering with Canada, Germany, Australia, and France. You think that's ever going to happen? Of course not. That ain't happening anytime soon. So the goal of this group is to what? To conduct an all-out onslaught against the American people, the British people, the UK people, or I already said UK, uh, Australians and Canadians. And how do they do it? Instead of using the ballot, they use their privilege and power to simply write law that says, we Jews are in power, shut the hell up, don't say a word about us because we're in power, we intend to keep it, and if you don't like it, we're going to use our lawfare to come after you. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to create a country of literally decay, you're going to create a demoralized culture, you're going to create a lot of... uh incitement to violence because obviously people are going to want to fight back against this hatred from the Jewish people. You're going to create you're going to create a lot of resentment because people realize that it's very unfair what Jews are doing to people. And here's the thing, Jews don't care because is it good for Jews? That's the question you got to ask. Is it good for Jews? If the answer is yes, then do it. Who cares what who else gets hurt? It's good for Jews, man. If the rest of the country gets hurt, who cares? doesn't matter. So here, I guess the guy's name is Deutsch. The task force on the U.S. side were representative, get this, Debbie Wasserman. That sounds like uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, a communist Jew. Chris Smith, a Republican out of New Jersey. And Mario Diaz-Balart, a Republican out of California. You want to know who your enemies are? Your enemies are everybody who supports Jewish interests. It's against Western values. It's the fetch inside the I lie. Back with more after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, the bright side is I'm using the mixer to cut that down and I think, I think it's working okay. Let me check something real fast. Yeah, it's working okay. Good. Uh, so I'm using the mixer to cut things down. That's, that I guess is a little smoother than the way I was doing it before. So that's a little positive, but that's not a great positive. Anyways, it's the fetch. Inside the Eye Live Intelligent, actually Inside the Eye Live Primetime Intelligent Media for the Politically Aware shows up on Saturdays. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it's, um, if you were late, 
Uh, we had some very major tef- technical difficulties today uh, trying to connect to the studio. We lost about 15, 17 minutes of the show, but we are, uh, we are back into somewhat of a groove, I guess. Uh, telephone lines, uh, you can try to call in 323-275. That's plus one for everybody outside the country. Actually, even if you're inside the country. 1-323-275-1314. That's 1-323-275-1314. Feel free to call in. I'm actually on the listener call-in line. Uh, that's my old account. And uh, the Radio ITEL account is not connecting to the studio today. I'm not sure why that is, but it's not. And uh, maybe it's some settings on my side, but I somehow I doubt that. It could be Skype, uh, but I kind of doubt that too. It seems to be something between the studio and me. Uh, for whatever reason, I just don't see the studio. So anyways, guys, I hope we can fix that before Saturday because it makes for a long show. And I got a three-hour show on Saturday, so it makes for a really long show. Uh, let's see, where were we? Um, we talked, uh, covered a little bit uh, the Trump-Biden debates. Uh, I'm going to go back and listen to it once again, just to see about wires. I want to see if this Biden guy was wired. Uh, he's probably drugged up, quite frankly. I think they probably drugged up. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, really, I would not be surprised if they didn't drug up Hillary Rodham Clinton back in 2016 also. It just wouldn't surprise me at all. These guys, uh, they, for whatever reason, are in this game purely for the sake of power. They're not here to make things better for you or me. They're not here to make things better for the United States, for that matter. They are here essentially just for power. That's it, man. Power for the sake of power. It doesn't matter whether they're in government to serve the people. That's like way outside of the talking points here. That is not what these guys do whatsoever. And I'm talking about the Democrats, deep state, uh, the bankers, things of this nature. They just don't care about the American people. And, and based on some of the things I'm seeing here, Honestly, I think uh, I think you could have a point that the Jewish people don't care about the American people anymore. You know, I have seen them from either the ADL or their SPLC or some of their other tens of hundreds or dozens of other groups make lists of people that they want to take down. I've watched Jews take people down. I've watched Jews debate about how to take people down. I've been a victim of Jews taking me down. And we've all been targeted by Jews. So we get this idea of Jews creating lists and then acting on the list. This isn't a new thing whatsoever for a lot of us. We've been there, done that. Well, an interesting story came out and apparently... What happened was, if I can find that story here, maybe I can't find it. Maybe I lost it. I lost it. That's too bad. Let me see if I can find it again. Because it was rather interesting. There was a school in California. Let's see if it's in this one. No. But there was a school in California, and they're being chastise for whatever or something to that effect. But you know what their crime was? Their crime was making a list of Jews on campus. That was their crime. Now, I, for the life of me, can't understand why a Jew would be complaining. I think if you're a Jew out there, you understand the game better than most. You don't like us. In fact, you hate us. 
you want to suppress us and half of you are just a bunch of little punks. Quite frankly, you're not even grown adults. You act like a bunch of spoiled children. Yet you want to control us. You want to tell us what to do. You want to tell us what to think. You're so stupid in the Jewish community. You want to tell us what to believe. Think about that. You want to criminalize thought. How can any American look at a Jewish person today and not see somebody that's an absolute enemy of the American people? They're the one. Think about it. And you say, Feds, you're, you t- no. I'm telling you the truth. Tell them, any of these Jews, I don't believe in the Holocaust. I think it's a fraud. I think that every Jewish organization that is using this to benefit themselves should be arrested, tried, and then have all of their assets seized, all of their staff personally smashed, all of their wealth taken and returned back to their rightful owners because of the extortion that they engaged in. Now tell me that Jew's going to like you. Of course not. He's going to go on some rampage like a chimpanzee, raging up and down, calling up mommy and daddy, the police, this, that, and everybody else. Oh, there's an anti-Semite here. Come on, dudes. Come on, be practical here. Be pragmatic. See, they're so pathetic, they demand you believe in their stupid frickin' fairy tales. They'll arrest you in certain countries if you admit it that you don't believe in their fairy tales. And you're going to tell me Jews are good people? When's the last time you arrested a Jew because a Jew didn't believe in your fairy tale? When's the last time you said to the Jews, you know what? If you dare question the story of the Easter bunny, we're going to arrest you and put you in jail. You have to believe it. You know, and, and we're demanding you believe it. We're going to make legislation that you believe it. You have to believe in the Easter Bunny. And when some child says that he was visited by the Tooth Fairy, you have to give up 500 shekels to that kid because you know what? Otherwise, you're a hater. You're a Jew supremacist. Because that's exactly what they're doing to us every single day when they invoke their holocausty message. Oh, you got to believe in us. It's blood libel. It's a smear. It's a psychological ploy. It's a filthy, disgusting way to have to get your gain here on this planet. And then if you don't give them your gain, they'll want to arrest you. And you're going to tell me these are good people. They're actually friends of the American way of life. They're not. They're enemies inside. COVID-19 has taught us that more than anything else. All of this money. 430 plus, 450 billion dollars plus flowed straight into the hands of some of the wealthiest Jewish oligarchs here on planet Earth. Thank you very much, Goyim. You're very kind. Now shut up, put your mask on, and don't come out of the house till we tell you to. And all of our press, all of our Jewish-owned press, is going to be sure to remind you that you're being selfish if you went outside. What a bunch of sleazebag, hate-filled punks. And people want to sit there and take it. And they'll be quiet about it. And they won't even, some of them are just flakes. They're just childish flakes themselves. They don't understand that they're involved in a huge war. In fact, they're like cannon fodder. Standing between the real enemies and the real patriots. And the real patriots have not even come out to fight yet. But I suspect that if Jews don't take over the country, 
like they plan to do in 2020 here, they're going to force some warfare. But to me, like this school, they're, they're, uh, list about Jews, I guarantee you somewhere in the Jewish community there's lists on all of us. You know, Proud Boys founder, uh, deleted from 2017, but Gavin McGinnis, right? They've been a bit in the news. They actually made it onto Tucker Carlson. Apparently made it on even with President Trump. Gavin McGinnis was on a rant in 2017. Now, Gavin is not even a classic good American wholesome type of conservative type of guy here. I mean, come on. The guy is basically as debauched as many, as many Jews out there. He's kind of like one of them in his behavior. But apparently, apparently Newsweek has found some stuff about this guy, dug up some dirt. He actually had 10 things I hate about the Jews. And this is coming out of uh, Newsweek. McGinnis said Jews have, number one, a whiny, paranoid fear of Nazis. No, they don't have a whiny, paranoid fear of Nazis. They have a whiny, paranoid fear of those who actually see what is going on. They use the Nazi almost as a Kabbalistic spell trying to tell you not to see what you really do see. Not to believe what is right before your eyes. Don't see don't notice. You are a not see. I would not doubt that that's not the Kabbalistic play at a very high level of Kabbalistic or esoteric construction. Goes on to state here that is Israelis don't support President Trump because they're scared of Christians and Trump who are as big as allies. Now why would that be like an anti-Semitic thing to say? In another video, uh, after McGinnis went to Israel. Now, how many of you are quote-unquote white nationalists? Because McGinnis is not a white nationalist, quite frankly. The Proud Boys are not white nationalists by any stretch. Went out there and he went to Israel. And he said there, after going there, he said, that's having the reversed effect on me. I'm becoming anti-Semitic. I'll be honest with you. Unless you are an idealistic psychopath, a mentally deranged, full of your own childish, I don't know, Willy Wonka chocolate factory type of dreams, nobody could go to Israel and come out of there and not be anti-Semitic. It's not possible. Because you see the cruelty of the Jewish people firsthand. Go into the various ghettos and see how Jews treat other people. And you will become so nauseated and disgusted by Jewish people. You'll say, wow, Fetch was right the whole time. I had no idea. Everyone should take it. We should force Jews to send all of us to Israel so we can use it as a training ground to teach people just how sick and pathetic Jews really are. But we conduct we conduct the tours, not Jews. First of all, before you ever get into Jew land, guess what? All of your, all of your social media is swept. All of it. Jews just steal it. They hack right into it. They have everything. They have it before you land at the airport and then they use that to question you. Now can you imagine 
trying to get into Israel. They got their hands in our pockets. They take $3.8 billion from us every year, plus plus the private stuff, which is another 22 to $28 billion a year. So they take about $30 billion a year. And what's your payback? Wholesale theft of your private information. Then if you tried to go to Israel, the first thing they're going to do at the airport is they're going to go through and they're going to start asking all these questions based on everything they stole, all of your private details. Now, where I come from, that is a scumbag people, plain and simple, garbage, trash. I want nothing to do with this type of people. Who wants this type? You know what? There's something called the 42 negative, uh, negative, uh, what's the term? Negative, negative protestations or something of my aunt. And one of those was I have not eavesdropped. I have not eavesdropped, meaning that I have not sought to engage my nose in other people's business because quite frankly it destroys your spirit. You become, you become, you also become part of that person that you're spying on. You become part of that energy equally. You lose your own identity. You become so mired in your own paranoia that you see through the eyes of other people because you're spending so much time spying on you that they, you don't even have your own identity anymore. You become nothing but a nutcase. Wow, your whole world revolves around another person. What a pathetic punk type thing of a human being that would be. And imagine how many people out there actually think this is the way to go. Oh, let's spy on everybody. Oh, let's get this in. What, you got nothing better to do? You're on this great planet and that's the only thing you can do? You're going to spend your time monitoring and spying and trying to see? That's the best you can do? Wow. Why don't you go do something productive, man? Like get hit by a train. Uh, That would be productive because you're losing your soul anyways. So why don't you just do it quicker? Why don't you get, I don't know, run over by, run over by a car while you protest at Antifa? That would be productive. Because again, if you're spending your time in such a scumbag reality where half of your time is spent just watching what other people say and oh, what they think and oh, look at their private information and oh, let's spy. Really? That's the best you can do, man? That's the best you, this whole big universe out there. And you're gonna wrap your soul around some infinitely small person out there just so you can think you're so important. Oh boy. Oh, you're so, shall we pat you on the head too? Cause you gotta be a sick person to be doing that. And that's why it's one of the 42 negative protestations. I'm not sure it's not protestations, but basically it's, uh, I forget the exact word, but the 42-something laws of Ma'at, a moral code of the Egyptians. Anyways, on with this McGinnis story. He goes on to say, uh, this is at least through uh, Newsweek, so I'm just quoting Newsweek here. It says, it's a liberal thing. It's arguably a white thing, but it's a Jewish thing to sort of dwell on the past. And this whole nation state is talking about 75 years ago, my people were killed. Always the Jews, always killing us. We are the scapegoats. They are so obsessed. And and McGinnis is right. Jews are obsessed with this. I would like to question any Jew out there. Can you survive one day without trying to invoke the Holocaust in somebody's face, including yourself? Can you get past something that was never even a part of you? In fact, all you do... When you bring this up is you poison your reality and the rest of ours. 
And you know what? We hate being poisoned. So do we hate you as a Jew or do we hate the fact that you're here poisoning up everything? So really, who is the fault here? Is it you for poisoning the environment or us for not liking being poisoned? And you know, the Jewish people are so insane on this issue, they will actually blame you because you don't like the fact that they're poisoning you. Insane. But that's the truth, and that's how it works. So anyways, McGinnis has got his, They, you know, they're going after this guy a little bit. The ADL League's Jonathan Greenblatt called Trump's response astonishing. Apparently, twi- he was, uh, Proud Boys were told to stand back and stand by. But it's not just the Proud Boys. You know what? It should be all Americans. All people that hate those who hate America. And it starts with the Jewish people. It starts with Jewish media. Filters down into the brainwashed masses of Antifa. But you know, the real... What is that? Maybe that's coming from another thing. I don't know where that's coming from. That's bizarre. I don't think I'm unconnected to anything else. Let me look. (laughs) That's annoying. Uh, That's annoying. Are we still recording? Are we still recording? Yeah, we're still recording. Okay, they haven't at least cut that. Uh, I'm not sure what that noise was, guys, but I'm not paranoid, just semi-paranoid. So anyways, you got, uh, they're calling the Proud Boys a virulent strain of American right-wing extremism. No, it's not virulent, and it's not even extreme. Protecting your own cities is not extreme. Unless you're a criminal class, and what you want to see is see the entire city burned down. See, we've seen... Throughout this summer, a very surprising, a very surprising reaction from Jews in their press. What Jews have told us is that defense of your homeland is extremism. Now, I would like to ask any Jew out there that's worth his salt, is defending Israel extremism? Is defending your rights and beliefs in your own homeland extremism? Of course not. You would never admit to that. You believe that you can kill any Palestinian you want just because he looked at you the wrong way. You know that and I know that. Now some of you have somewhat of a moral conscience so you wouldn't do it. But you believe it's your right. You believe it's your right to take the land of anybody you want if they're not a Jew. You know that. I know that. You don't need to hide the fact. We know you're just a, we know who you are. You don't need to hide. Be proud of the fact that you're nothing but a crook and a thief. You don't need to hide in shame. We know. It's it's called being a Jew, right? But how dare you come to our countries and then you tell us that to protect your own city is extremism? You tell us that to stand up for your own rights is supremacy? You tell us that to not want to have some type of negative Bolshevik crap from the Jewish community heaped up over our heads, That well, that's just uh, bigotry and racism. How dare you do that? At what point do you think that people are just going to knuckle under words? See? Words. And that's what the law is equally. It's words at the end of the day backed by the power of state. So therefore, these actions are violence themselves because they are using Words backed by the power of the state to go after people. That's violence. It wasn't there before they came. 
has nothing to do with common law, with natural law, with common sense for that matter. But they'll do it, right? And now look where we're at today. Riots on the streets. A press that lies 24-7. A country that is filled with so many opioids coming from what? A bunch of Jewish doctors. I know, we're not supposed to say Jewish doctors. You're only supposed to say doctors, right? Pharmaceutical companies owned by whom? It's a huge mess. And all because these people want to conduct a hostile takeover of the United States. That's what we are engaged in today, and that's really the main point to this whole show today. We are witnessing a hostile takeover of the United States. When I saw that thing from Keith Veritas or Project Veritas, and I saw these immigrants bragging about how if you ain't got the money, you ain't going nowhere, you ain't nobody, show me the money. Got a car full of ballots that they basically stole from a lot of old people who were probably too afraid to say anything. So you went in and you you accosted our elder citizens to steal their ballots and then you're just going to go fill them in and you're going to get paid for it? That's a hostile takeover, folks. That's firing squad stuff. Because that's a hostile takeover. And that's what people need to start talking about. This whole idea of voter fraud is a hostile takeover of the United States. If you are a politician and you get in through this means, firing squad. If you are a governor and you got in through these means, firing squad. No more hostile takeovers of the United States of America. Let's put down this revolution once and for all like a mad dog that's got rabies and is about ready to bite half the children sitting around a campfire. Think about it, folks. People need to start talking up the idea of a hostile takeover, a coup d'etat, by foreign elements. Because that's exactly what we have going on here. We have about one minute to go, and then we'll be going into a break here, so I'm not going to get into this next story. just want to say... Uh, Again, uh, this is Inside the Eye Live, prime time. It's Thursday, October the 1st, 2020, and coming to you from Riyadh. And uh, we do finally have a call coming in. Oh, man. Yeah, these people. I think we're still on the line. Try that again, dude. Again, I can't reach the freaking studio, guys. I have no idea why. It's very frustrating. So try the call again after the break, Jack. I saw your call coming in. I think we're still connected. And uh, again, I tried to touch the screen in the right place. I missed it because of my eye. So call me back after the break. We should be going into a break here in about now. There it is. See, I kind of got the breaks down. At least I don't need to look. All right, it's the fetch, everybody. Back with more right after this. All right, uh, welcome back. Uh, final half hour of the show. We did lose a little bit. Hope you're enjoying the balance, though, at least uh, what we have here. Again, if you'd like to try to call in, telephone lines one three two three two seven five one three one four. We'll go ahead and start trying to take any calls now for the final half hour. Final half hour of the show. Uh, let's see. Chat room inside the iLive dot com. Kind of quiet today. Actually, it's very quiet. It's not very quiet, but it's quiet. 
just a few of you there, actually. So, guys, welcome to the chat room. Uh, good to see you guys on this Thursday. Uh, what else is happening? Um, Canada's debt, they say, is skyrocketing. The British-UK debt has been skyrocketing. America's debt is skyrocketing. This is kind of like uh, probably one of the greatest financial heists in the world. Quite frankly, I would not be surprised. Uh, let's see. Where is that story? It's not this one. It's not this one. It's not that one. Ah, here it is. This is the story. You know, this was the end of the reporting season. Uh, uh, September 30th was the end of the reporting season for... Let's hope this works, man. Uh, let's see. Jack, did you connect? Sounds like you connected. Hey, how are you? I'm okay, man. I got all these people on the line. I don't even know who they are. I got you. I got live studio Skype and me. Okay. I, okay, I guess so. Um, I don't know, dude. I got all this stuff going on. How you doing, man? I'm okay. That's good. You should be Observing in my Observing all the chaos. You should be in my shoes trying to, trying to do a show with all the chaos behind the scenes. That's, that's always entertaining. Yeah, you know, I went to radio broadcasting school and checked it out in Detroit. Really? And, uh, yeah, it's funny. I heard you talk about this in the past. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I did the same, man. Checked out, uh, that was back in the old days when we almost had tube radios, you know, back then. We almost still doing the tubes. Wasn't quite that bad. What a great way. Great way to segue into uh, mainstream media, whether it be TV or any other uh, form of entertainment. Yeah. At least in the old days it was. Yeah, it was an interesting time for sure. I mean, I was paying back in the day. I don't know. I forget really, like 25 bucks for a half hour, which back then was good money, you know, back in the early 80s. That's, That's good money. You know, Detroit, 70s, 80s rock is really big, and uh, just listen to the listen to the radio a lot. WLLZ and WRIF, that was the two big classic rock stations contending in the airwaves in Detroit, and, you know, um, got disseminated with all that satanic heavy metal rock and roll stuff. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a big heavy rocker. I was more a toll. <laughs> Whole Al, Al Stewart, Year of the Cat type of stuff. Uh, Alan Parsons' project was pretty good back then. Sticks I liked. Uh, Super oh, yeah. Tramp was good. I, I like a lot of the music out of the 70s, and apparently a lot of people still do. Even the youngins. Even oh. the youngins are saying, yeah, this actually was really good stuff. I can see why you don't like the current stuff. <laughs> well, that's the test of time. This new stuff is uh, it's garbage in and out. Pretty much, yeah. Is yes, what's on your mind, Jack? Did you watch the debates? Oh, you want to? I watched the debates. I did in live time. Um, what a circus act! Um, you know, my only observation is, is that uh, the moderator obviously was uh, leaning towards the left. You know, and he was uh, treating Biden a lot more kindly than I say Trump. Yeah. Um, Apparently that's uh, Mike Wallace, I believe. Yeah, I son. believe so. Yeah, sixty I, minutes correspondent. I believe so. Yes. Yeah, you know, I used to watch sixty minutes a lot when when it, when it seemed to be fair reporting, um, and actually good. But uh, 
I've watched it go to hell, so I haven't seen it in 10 or 20 years, but I know it's pretty much a far-left communist uh, propaganda machine, mm-hmm. as is NPR. Yeah, but, for sure. um, Detroit, you know, NPR is real huge in Detroit, and uh, transmitting live from the campus of Wayne State University. I used to listen to those guys a lot, because they also had great jazz. There was a guy named Ed Love who uh, hosted a jazz show, um, so I got some of that NPR propaganda growing up as a kid because um, I was hooked on the jazz. But, yeah, um, Laguna Beach, California, they had these signs up on the sidewalk. I got back down from Northern California, and the sign said, wear a mask, it's the law. They had these things placed up everywhere. And, and in front of restaurants, they had signs uh, saying, do your part to keep us open, wear a mask. So locals complained on the Facebook local group for the town, and um, I think some people said some good strategic things. So they tore down the signs in the last two days and replaced them with a more uh, diplomatic means of conjuring or convincing people to wear a mask. Mm. Um, so that's been an interesting development here to see. They're, they're pivoting the message. I think that a gal I ran into a gal because I wish they had kept the old signs up because it would you know do a better job waking people up to the irony that all these government officials are su- supporting a lie they have no integrity true right yeah true yeah very true um, pivoting to other stories what caught my attention is uh, just today uh Gavin Newsom, the governor, passed uh, legislation from a uh, councilwoman down in San Diego to develop a task force to find ways to get reparations to the black community in the state of California. I heard about that. Yeah, I did hear about that. That didn't get across my timeline somewhere. Not sure which feed it came out of, but I did see that. I don't have... The feed I used to have back in the day, you had some really good feeds with good stuff being fed to you. It's like they block everything out nowadays. Can you imagine that that is just going to reinforce the BLM narrative? Uh, yeah, and even if you're black, you know, at what time do you say enough is enough? You know, if you're a black person, where's your pride? You know, because it looks like you're just nothing but a beggar society at this rate, you know. As if any of us had any of us had anything to do with anything that you're talking about, you know. And half of us, you don't even know the story of our of our cultures. And, and why don't you go back to Africa and try to get reparations from them and see how that works for you? Yeah, because it's not well, like the white man did this all by himself. Uh, and 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 I'll tell you what, if if we see the first crack and they have massive lawsuits against the Jewish people. Um, I'd say, okay, go ahead and steal from them. It's all right, because Jews have been doing this to everybody else anyways. Because <laughs> that's where they should be targeted. Come on, Jack, that's who should be targeted. The Jewish that's community right for sure. in mass, total, every single Jew should be responsible for the slave trade. They want to hold every single white person responsible for a Holocaust that never happened. Then every single Jew should be responsible for the slave trade. Everyone. Man, woman, child, they should be absolutely smashed. Pay two trillion to us. 
the Irish people paid everywhere that there were slaves in the world, every Jew should pay. They're the ones that started this by institutionalizing it in Torah. Okay? Your holy book is what made this justified. All of you are responsible until you start to remove that from your Torah and you forsake this and you separate yourself from it and you disavow your Torah. Otherwise, you're responsible. I don't think they're going to remove that after how many hundreds, thousands of years. Then they should be perpetually responsible for slavery because they will not disassociate themselves from what is clearly a satanic agenda. Okay, fine. See, that's how people should treat the Jews. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Your Torah says it's all okay. You should be responsible. Give me your money now. Where's your pocket, dude? How much money, how many shekels you got in your wallet right now? You need to pay me for all the slavery you've caused all these people everywhere. I need to, I need reparations too because I've lived under your terrorism. Why not? Why not? I mean, at this stage, who cares? Nothing matters anymore. It's just whoever has might is right, right? That's that's the new law of the jungle. That's the Jewish law. It's might makes right. If you've ever read the Protocols of Zion, you know might makes right. Okay, play the game with them. Smash. Because they're going to smash everybody else. You know that's what's coming down the pipeline. Oh, for sure. So, okay, understand the game and start to play. Like a deer in headlights, man. They're poaching. Yeah, a lot of people right are like that, playing. yeah. A lot of people are like that, yeah. for sure. <sighs> okay, anything uh, else? I got those. DeSantis I, in uh, Florida. He passed, passed the terrorism, anti-terrorism act. Which entails? Uh, pretty much shutting down Antifa and BLM activity in the state of Florida. Uh, this is the one where they can be charged with RICO and... Uh, ton of jail time just for being out on the streets making violence yeah, and if you're stupid enough to play in the streets it's okay to run you over now and we can all start to try to score some points like we talked about when we were kids oh to treat them like terrorists as they actually are they are they're they are terrorizing really if you are if, if you're being faced with them and your business is about to get burned down yeah that you're terrorized i'd say you'd be terrorized and that is again uh, I would accept that definition because they are going after the general public to affect political change. So that is terrorism. So that's the guy to watch. That's the governor to watch. I think he's going to be a strong leader for libertarianism, conservatism, uh, constitutionalism, bill of rights. This guy is sort of falling in line. I mean, you see all the other quack jobs like the governor from my home state, um, you know, Michigan, she's still or the California the- governor. I'm, well, I, I understand it's almost impossible to get rid of McGinn, uh, Gavin. The Gavin, what's his new You know she's building an eight-foot wall around the people's governor's mansion? Yeah, I heard that. That should be torn down. Tear <laughs> down this wall. You know, we should, that we should be playing, uh, Ronald Reagan 24-7 outside the wall. Mrs. Whitmer, tear down this wall. You know, like this. Because oh, you're in America. What do you need a wall for? You're in your own state. What do you need a wall for? I can understand between Mexico. What's that? She's an elected official, exactly. Why is she putting up a wall? Yeah, why are you putting up a wall? You're an elected official. I mean, this is your state. This is your town. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of the people? For what? You're, you're elected. Right. 
These are your these are your lovely devoted people. They love you. Oy vey, man. They elected you. They put you in that house. Why are you separating yourself with a wall? No, I don't think that right. I don't think she should be allowed to build that wall. I think that should be torn down immediately. Personally, no, I, I do. I think it's it. no, I think it should be torn down. But oh, I think it's it's a, it, it stands as a symbol of of tyranny and that it should and if anything it wakes up those that are sleepwalking. It helps them cross the bridge and come mm. to realization that she's nothing more than a tyrannical pawn of, you know, whoever, Zoros, the global elite, call them whatever you want. Sure. Sure. That's it, man. Thanks for taking okay. my call. Well, it was a great evening. All right. and, uh, you disconnect. You, you disconnect because if I disconnect you, maybe I'll disconnect everybody. So just go ahead and drop from your All side because right. I can't really drop you. I don't want to drop the network. Take it easy. Thanks, man. Well, All right. And then, of course, this says we, before we got the call coming in there again, it's 323-275-1314. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about this is the cutoff time. September 30th is the fiscal year for reporting on refugee entries into the United States. I bet you didn't know that one. So the Trump administration admitted, get this, nearly... 12,000 refugees into the U.S. in fiscal year 2020. Now imagine that. We're shut down. We're in a COVID situation. You can't leave. Nobody can leave, but you can allow in nearly 12,000 refugees into America. Now that sounds terrible because it is actually a terrible statistic, but you have to understand the State Department, the Deep State Department works for the globalists. It is part of the LGBT Jewish Assault really on the entire world, to be honest with you. So the fiscal year it ended, there is something called the Refugee Processing Center. The exact total for this year was 11,814. Now, here's the good part. That is the lowest number in four decades. That's right, four decades. The ceiling for admissions had been set at... 18,000, so they actually came in below the ceiling. Going out to the, looks like the 832 area code. Hi, welcome to Inside the iLive Primetime. Yes, hey, uh, this is Bruce. I'm just using another phone. I'm coming through. Okay, you're coming through fine. You, you want me to try to echo you out, man? I can try to echo you out. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing you. Go ahead. I, I'm using a different phone line now myself. So, anyways, hey, what's up? Yeah, I just got a little topic here. Uh, fill in about two or three minutes. Uh, you know, I think we're about the same age or pretty close. So, so we grew up and watched uh, sports blossom to the big business it is. Uh, we watched Larry Bird and uh, and Michael Jordan came along and Kobe Bryant and each time each each superstar fed the machine more money you know, more popularity. Well, game one of the BLM NBA finals fell 50% in viewership from last year. You know, I didn't bring that up, but yeah, can you imagine 50% drop off? I have been following this story. Uh, I find it absolutely fascinating that sports is cratering so much. 50%, dude. Come on, man. I don't even think my ratings could fall 50%. I'd have to work hard to get my ratings to fall 50%, you know? 
it's rather simplistic, but perhaps it's true. If you piss off half half your audience, you're going to drop by fifty <laughs> percent. You know what's funny is uh, one of our big listeners is used to be a cameraman for one of the NBA teams. And he was uh, getting to the stage of retirement, said, hey, I'm retiring. I'm getting out of here. Good luck, guys. It's all yours. And he was, of course, a big fan of my show. So if you're a big fan of my show, uh, plus plus, you obviously know how to talk to people, right? Talk to your friends, your family, but certainly your coworkers. And, of course, he's spewing, if you're going to use this paranoid term, all this conspiracy stuff that's coming from the fetch and everything else he researches himself. And guess what? All of these people that thought he was crazy now are saying, oh my gosh, everything you said was true. Yeah. Everything you said was true. We're screwed. Because he told them, you guys better prepare because you're going to get screwed. You're going to get steamrolled. And sure enough, they all got steamrolled. I don't see. It looks like they're making a house of cards now. How are you going to they don't have any people in the stands because of the COVID, except for a few examples, and they're not even like a quarter full. Um, and so you don't you don't have that revenue stream paying for the you know for the players. You don't have the five dollar hot dogs and the eight dollar beer, and you don't have now you lost half your viewership. Wow. You know, I mean, you know what I think. How long can the you know, Bruce? Like Bruce, you know what I think, and I may be wrong, but just let me throw this out. When you talk about, quote-unquote, the deep state, the satanic Jewish left, as opposed to the just, we're going to we're gonna just ram our way over you Jewish right, but the, the satanic Jewish left is, is absolutely even more insane, right? That's the Hollywood folks. When we look at what's happened now, you almost have to believe that this is their all-or-nothing gambit. They're just throwing everything in they can because they're destroying all their they're destroying all their assets. And Trump, I don't Trump's not trying to give these guys money. Disney's going to be cutting thirty thousand people. Okay, that they just made that announcement. I believe some of the big airlines are going to be cutting ten, twelve thousand. A lot of these Jewish companies are going to be hit big time. And Trump is, they made the announcement yesterday that, uh, the Treasury is going to try to put money directly to the American people. Not, they're not going to use the banks as an intermediary. So I'm almost thinking this was an all or nothing gambit now. Because they're just throwing everything in. They're calling all their cards. They're destroying Hollywood. Hollywood's going to die this year. Right? Hollywood's dead. Disney's going to be dead. The news media is crashing. Still, they're crashing. Sports, oh my goodness, 50%, right? Except for the white man sport, golf, everything is, and hockey, everything's in a free fall. Baseball's kind of stabilized, but it's still a white man sport for the most part. For the most part. So kind of interesting. What do you think? All in? It could be. I mean, they, they used to see that the difference I see between, and it's partially, uh, naivety or or we just not that evil but the way i see it uh I, i've been up and down the economic stratosphere uh so i've seen what's like on both sides and in the in the upper crust of, of white protestant or or you know wasp culture it's all about being wealthy to be wealthy and in the jewish community they use their wealth as a weapon and and that's 
and their business dealings, yes, on the surface, it looks like they're trying to monopolize to make a profit, but all that's gathered, that's gathering a war chest and not are expanding their war chest. Yes. And like you say, it's, it's warfare. It's, it's, it's social, economic, political warfare in, in an attempt to disrupt and overthrow this country, just like they did the Ukraine, you know, it's, it's a regime change. It's really sad to see such, such you know, these, these institutions, Emmanuel Walt Disney booked this with his own two hands, and the Jews buy it, and now they destroy it. That's something... It's typical Jewish stuff. They don't know how to build. And, and, you know, if Trump wants to talk about Biden, you know, always Biden, Biden, you know, you've had this place for 47 years. You haven't done anything with it, Joe. Joe, you haven't done a thing, man. You, oh, Trump, you're the worst president ever. Joe, listen, it's 47 years. Yeah, I've done more in 30, 47 months than you've done in 47 years. You know, that type of stuff going on. Uh Same with the Jews, man. Ultimately, the Jews are Biden. They're the same type of people. They cannot build. They don't know how to build. If they're you know, not they stealing, the they monopolize, they scheme, and they, yeah, they grab up, and I, then they. I think every ounce, every ounce of grant and you name it, money should be cut off to the Jewish community. They should never, ever be allowed to ever again take from the national treasury, ever. You know yeah. why? Why are you they, here taking? I, you're taking our treasury, and then you're funding half of these riots. Screw you, people. If you don't like it, it's called Alia, buddy. Get out of here. Yeah, Antifa is a terrorist organization. And so why hasn't George Soros been visited by a Reaper drone, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, oh, yeah, I, sus- I, I suspect. Yeah, I suspect. a war platform or something. Yeah, I, th- I think so in, uh, I think Hungary or Italy, one of those two countries. I think. Uh-huh. And I think actually Bill Gates has a warrant for him in India also. I would give him up in a heartbeat. I would. I would give him up. I'd say, Bill, you know what, dude? You're pretty stupid and your transgender wife there, I'm not too fond of him either. Uh, You people are freaking whacked, man. We don't need whacked people making policy for us. Uh, You need to go to the Indians and and, uh, deal with the problems you made for them because leaving half a million people paralyzed is pretty sick and i think you should pay for that mm-hmm. and i just kind of you know you need some you need someone that's <laughs> tough yeah hey guy i'm gonna let you go uh you sound good uh i'm glad you salvaged the show all right thanks man yeah it is salvage for sure all right that's bruce everybody out in texas you got to hang up from your side i don't want to stop the show so uh i might actually hang up the show so you take care of it from your side please all right we were talking about the uh, refugee situation so basically what's happened here and the reporting just came in today it's october 1st america let in 11,814 refugees that's the lowest number in four decades the admission had been set by President Trump at 18,000, and here's the thing. Of the 11,814, 20% of those came from Muslim countries, mostly Burma, Iraq, Syria, get this, Somalia. you think they would have learned their lesson by now. And Sudan, there is no Muslim band apparently. And of this amount, the State Department brought in 2,626 people just in the last 30 days. 
because the State Department is the deep state. That's the show, everybody, inside the Ally Primetime. See you Saturday. Good night.